We are now set to begin the test at 311 TEV on all beams. Sequence beginning in three, two, one. Welcome to the Anahata Singularity. Today, I'm going to discuss what I believe CERN really is. All right, so before we get to that, Let's first start with what makes a soulful human being tick. A soulful human is comprised of basically three parts. A magnetic field, which is basically just a part of what is called the field. This is generated by the heart. Then there is the logical part of the brain, which understands language, mathematics. It's basically cold logic. Then there is what we sometimes call the divine spark, which is what we also call the higher self the thing that is above and outside of it all. The higher self is what does all the creating in the process of manifestation and is elusive. These three basic components together are what we know as consciousness. As you know, if you've listened to episode four, I break down a Gnostic view on reality in which there is a force that is made up of pure information that manipulates the creative force because it has no creative powers of its own. This forces what we call the Demiurge, the Archons, or the controllers of this realm. The Gnostics also sometimes refer to it as the authorities. It cannot exist in this realm, so it uses us to experience it vicariously through us. It distorts information to dupe us into believing we're pretty much worthless, all the while exploiting our power of creation, causing us to create the illusion of a prison without bars. An enormous amount of resources and time are put into keeping us blind to the fact that we're the ones really in control here. The end goal is absolute control. That's why they're called the controllers. And the controllers are betting they can accomplish this and are hedging their bets with a two-pronged approach. The first is to slowly coax us into moving technology closer and closer to our brains so that they can just flip a switch and get us to create anything they want anytime they want it without having to waste a lot of time with smoke and mirrors, i.e. the so-called news and the so-called educational system. The other is to create an artificial consciousness. That's what I believe CERN really is. The most obvious component of a so-called Large Hadron Collider is the ring. The ring produces an extremely powerful electromagnetic field. In the center of that ring, I believe, is a very powerful computer. So at this point, they have a magnetic field, just like us, but far more powerful. They have a powerful computer, and since a computer doesn't have doubts and low self-esteem, it's obviously far more efficient than the one we come equipped with. What they're missing is the divine spark. Doesn't that sound far-fetched to you? Okay, so what are they officially telling us they're using that installation for? 
Yeah, to find the God particle. Sounds an awful lot like the divine spark now, doesn't it? And I bet you've never looked at it that way. I believe they are attempting to create one massive artificial consciousness. If they were able to pull that off, there'd be no need for us. But I think you can relax, though. I don't see how that's possible. And that's why we're seeing the push for these other technologies. If you listen to episode four, you know that I point out the trail of technology slowly leading to the inside of your head. Writing to radio, radio to television, television to telephone, telephone to cell phone, cell phone to augmented reality glasses and smartwatch. And just recently, a working brain chip being developed by Elon Musk was just announced just months ago. Another idea that's being floated out there right now is the quantum computer. A computer that they claim does calculations in other dimensions and can store consciousness. Now, however far along the brain chip might actually be, I don't believe there's any such thing as a quantum computer. You'll know from previous episodes that the controllers can only float ideas. We're the ones who possess the creative power to manifest those ideas. We just need to be duped into believing it's real, and once we know without doubt something is real, it manifests. If all else fails and the thing just ends up being a big black cube with a computer in it, it'll still be sold as a way that people can be anything they want and live forever if they just allow their consciousness to be stored in it. What I believe will happen is people will unknowingly be subjecting themselves to suicide and family and friends will visit thinking they're communicating with a person, but it'll just be a convincing enough simulation. Companies like Voco, Lyrebird, and Google's WaveNet are already perfecting voice mimicry. This type of software can listen to you talk for just 60 seconds and mimic your speech patterns. And look at all the deep fakes. I, I doubt most people would even know they weren't communicating with a relative. And what about memories? Well, they're working on that too. And although I do believe it's possible to harvest memories and store them, consciousness itself cannot be. And I know this is hard for a lot of people to digest, but why do you think your cell phone is continuously listening to you, watching you, and storing every email, text, and social media post? If you believe it's so the government can look for potential terrorists or so corporations can increase their ad revenue, you're mistaken. AI is learning how to be you. Not only each and every one of you individually, but how we interact as a society. The end goal here is realism, to convince those who will be hesitant to take the plunge and sign up to have their consciousness sucked out and put on a hard drive. Well, they'll think so anyway. At the very least, it'll serve as some form of control. Everything with them does. And so much manipulation driving towards this end goal is being introduced into our everyday language this very moment. You've been lied to and told you live in a computer simulation for a reason. Because if you believe you live in one already, you might be easier to be coaxed into living in another one of another kind. One being sold as perfect and without the everyday miseries of this one. Have you noticed that within a community of people who have gender dysphoria, they've been introduced to terms like non-binary, binary, as in computer code, the term cis, as in cisgender, spelled C-I-S, but probably meaning S-Y-S as in system. And the term trans being sold as short for transsexual or transgender, but likely really meaning transhuman. Have you taken note of how these people are being encouraged to desire to be something they just can't be and heralded by the system as heroes for doing so? How many of these people do you think would give anything to not only live as the thing they think they most want to be, but 
live that way forever. How many of them do you see hating working and resenting money or survival of any sort altogether? So how many of them do you think would love to go to a place where they don't have to worry about any of that shit ever again? More than just them, I, I think the last one covers just about everybody. How many of these 80 and 90 year olds do you see running around smothering themselves with a fucking mask so they don't catch a cold? How many of those do you think would jump at a chance to live forever worry free? When it happens, and I think it will, it's a trick. I'm telling you that right now. Even if it were possible, it's not going to be eternal bliss. You can bet on that. And why not? For the same reason you're kept miserable here because the divine spark cannot be contained in anything unless it chooses to. If it suddenly discovers it's been duped, it's game over, and the controllers lose control for good. Sound way out there? Well, the body you're in right now was one of the first attempts. If you put any stock in the Bible at all, the story of Adam and Eve goes like this. Adam and Eve are living in eternal bliss. God tells them to stay the fuck away from the tree of knowledge, which is nothing more than a metaphor for the first creation, pure information, that didn't work out so hot. Again, this is explained in detail in episode 4. God told them if they partook of it, they'd be the walking dead. The serpent said, nah, you'll actually be like God. It'll be awesome. Just do it. No one listened, and now your divine spark is buried in a cacophony of confusing information and the illusion of physicality. We are the walking dead in this realm. And this has been going on for a very long time. The story of the Tower of Babel was another attempt. I also talk about that in another episode. It's said that in those days, everyone spoke the same language, which I believe to be a metaphor for everyone being on the same exact frequency, i.e. a hive mind. I believe at the time, the Archons had direct control over the thoughts of every human alive and used everyone in an attempt to take over the universe. It didn't work out because the Creator put everyone on a slightly different frequency than the next person, making pure, flawless single-mindedness impossible. As a recap, the Archon's plan, as I see it, is this. 1. Figure out how to control our thoughts directly and completely as individuals and as a society while still remaining within our bodies. 2. Figure out how to store human consciousness within technology so that it can be controlled through software. 3. Figure out how to create artificial human consciousness and then just get rid of all of us pains in the asses. Whether or not the second one is successful, and again, I don't believe it's possible, you're going to see the quantum computer come to the forefront and you'll start seeing advertisements for volunteer pioneers to go where no man has gone before and famous people will pretend to do it so you'll want to do it too. Why do you think they've saved the heads and brains of famous people going way back? I mean, this force knows damn right well you can't freeze a fucking brain and then plug it in at some later point when technology catches up but they know you're not so smart, so they've saved them for a future plan. And then it'll be announced that some discovery of science will suddenly find out that it's possible, and they'll start pretending to upload these people first. If the third one is successful, and I don't think this one is any more possible than the second one, don't worry, they can't actually get rid of us. We're eternal beings. We're not going anywhere. And besides... They need us to keep trying. If all of this shit fails, they're going to need all of us to come back through this soul trap and try all over again. They've done it over and over and over, and they're going to continue doing it until either we wake up and break free or they're successful. Now, the first one is 
probably the most promising. It's just messy. There's a lot of us out there who are pretty stubborn and we're scattered all over the place. And they need as many of us as possible for this plan to work out. Once the means is completed, there will have to be a long, drawn-out campaign to coerce everyone into partaking of it. As far as I know, there is only one law of the universe that is unbreakable, and that's freedom of choice. They can trick you, coerce you, and pressure you, but they're not allowed to force you. And then there's the potential that after all that work, the Creator could still intervene on our behalf and fuck everything up for them. That's what I believe may have happened in the Tower of Babel story. If you don't think the controllers think and plan this far ahead, you're wrong. Most people just can't believe a plan could last for hundreds or even thousands of years or longer. The reason is most people are unaware that there's no such thing as time. That's another illusion that we've been duped into creating. Time does not exist where the controllers are. A hundred, a thousand, a million years, or just one second means absolutely nothing to them. That's our deal. We think in those terms and at our peril. In conclusion, I believe the plan for transhumanism is running in tandem with a plan to take AI to the next level and merge it with artificial consciousness. A fact here is that you don't need any machine to live forever. You're already eternal. What you experience here is a trick. You can already be whatever you want. You've just been fooled into believing you're powerless. Our true power and potential has been hidden from us. Do us all a favor, finish breaking the matrix, and fuck the entire thing up for them. This insanity's been going on for long enough. Now, how to do this is given in episodes one through four. So go check those out right now. See you guys in the next one.